this past week I was in my backyard and there was a huge snapping turtle just like walking around in my backyard, like enormously huge, big snapping turtle. And I, I Googled it. I'm like, you know, I just Googled snapping turtle in yard and it was like, this is like a phenomenon of nature. Like you got to appreciate every second that it's in your yard because you'll never see this again. This is a, a one day, once in a lifetime event. This is incredible. And so our kids came out. We took pictures and video and all that kind of stuff. Landon named it Reggie. And uh, so we got to go through the day and then we, we wake up the next day and Reggie's back like in the yard again. I'm like, I thought this was a once in a lifetime thing. And this time he's in my front yard digging a hole in my grass. Okay. Now that goes, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of coach him back toward this little um, creek we have in the back. And the next day he's out in my mulch digging through my mulch. And again, this happens like several days this week. And then I realized this is the demon turtle of Smithtown. Okay. <laughs> and so I got my hands full, but I, I, I'm thinking to myself like, there's nothing I can do to protect my property from this thing. Like, I, I found out that I go kept Googling, like, digging turtle on property, all that. And it turns out it's probably a female digging to go ahead and lay some eggs. And so then Landon named her Regina. So we had Reggie turn to Regina there. But, um... I just was thinking about the fact that unless I go full on Rambo mode with like a thing around my head and war paint and climb a tree and wake up and stay up all night, like out of my control what this thing does to my yard. And you know, there's lots of stuff that gets thrown at our lives that we're out of control of. And sometimes a situation comes at us and we're like, I feel like this thing's tearing my life up. I feel like it's just coming at me every which way and it's out of my control. And the truth is we're seeing here in this series that there are just some things out of our control. And I encourage you guys, if you missed last week or the week before, check it out on YouTube or Facebook or the podcast because we talked about how there are many things out of our control. And we have a category for it. We, we discovered that sometimes it's just helpful to discover I just can't do anything with this thing or that thing. Like I could do everything within my power and it's not going to change the, the situation or the outcome. And so we saw in that first week there are many things out of our control. Stop stressing about what is out of your control and trust the God who's in control. And then Joe spoke last week. He did a great job just talking about how we're treated. We cannot control how people treat us, but we can control how we respond to them. He talked about how we're, sometimes we're mistreated as followers of Jesus, and sometimes we're just mistreated because we're all humans and we kind of beat each other up sometimes with our words and our actions, don't we? And so he encouraged us how to navigate that and walk through that. Now tonight, I'm going to be quick. I'm going to be brief tonight. I wanted to share just a little bit of vision and celebrate some stuff, and, uh, and then I figured we could get back out to volleyball and some spike ball and all that good stuff and just enjoy hanging out and getting to know each other a little bit better. But there's five quick parts to my message tonight. So the first one is this. Everybody say reminder. Let's say vision. Let's say thank you. Let's say update. And lastly, opportunity. Okay, reminder. Let's talk about that. Here's the deal. Here's the reminder for you tonight. And this doesn't just apply to what I'm going to talk about for our specific church tonight. It applies to really all the stuff that's going on in our lives that's too big for us and we can't control. So what I want to talk with you guys about tonight is the fact that it's completely out of our control when we actually become Living Word Church at 328 Hoffman Lane in a building right there, okay? Like we don't have any control over that. We're, we're doing everything within our control, but at the end of the day, we can't control the moment that there will be a building right here that we can enjoy and see God do great things in. But my encouragement for you with that and also all the other stuff in your life that is out of your control is two thoughts, is that God is huge and he has this. God is huge and he has this. Whether I'm talking about the building or your personal life, the building or your finances, the building or your relationships, the building or your health, the building or the struggle that you might be having with mental health, right? God is huge and he has this. 
And I just want to remind you how big he is, okay? I'm going to read some verses from Isaiah 40, verse 12 and beyond. It says this, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? God has. Or with the breath of his hand marked off the heavens. Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket? So right now I'm in like gardening mode at my yard and I have this little white basket that I carry around and I fill it with grass seed because I'll throw some, throw some grass seed out or I'll dig a hole to put a plant in there and I'll take the dirt that I dug out and I'll put it in this little basket and just carry it around my yard. Do you have that image in your head of me carrying this little white basket around? Because the, Isaiah is saying that's what God does like with all of the earth. It's like the whole earth is just a little drop in a basket for him. It goes on, who has held the dust, dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? It says, who can fathom the spirit of the Lord? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him? Are you seeing that God's just big? He's huge? Are you seeing he's capable? It goes on, surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They're regarded as dust on the scales. You know that green dust that's all over everything when you go outside right now, that pollen that's all over the place? This morning when we got here, there was green pollen all over that counter where all the food set up. You're like, I'm not touching the food now. But Letitia and the team scrubbed that thing down and got all that fine little dust off. And, and what the scriptures here are saying is that God regards the nations like that fine little dust. Like that's how huge God is. I just want to encourage you. If you're like thinking, man, I just love to be on the property. I wish we had our building. I wish we were out of the school. That's coming because we have a huge God. Man, I wish in my personal life some of the things I've been wrestling with, some of those demons besides the turtle, uh, some of those demons that I battle, some of those temptations, some of those struggles that I have. I mean, I just wish there would be a day where I'd find some freedom from that. Well, God is huge. And I want to remind you not only that, but he has this. Psalm 36, 5, your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens. Just look up at the sky right now. It's a beautiful sky. I think some of you guys were looking up, trying to find things in the clouds earlier, but there's a nice blue sky above our head. Your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains. We got a mountain right over there. Your justice like the great deep. You, Lord, preserve both people and animals. How priceless is your unfailing love, O oh God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. So during the 1130 service this morning, it was like 75-ish, and it was pretty toasty out here. I mean, 75 is like not that bad, but when you're like sitting out here for like an hour, uh, people were running back. Like the gazebo was full, and we had like eight people out in these chairs out here, because everyone wanted to take sh a, sh a shelter in the shadow. And I just love that God says, let me guard you from some of the things that are trying to bake you in life. Then verse 8, they feast on the abundance of your house. Think about that. You ever been to somebody's house that had like a lot of money and they put out this crazy spread of food and they're like, eat, just come and eat. And you, were, you just kept eating. Like you didn't care if you're over your calories, if your steps caught up with your calories yet or not. You didn't care what you were burning, what you weren't burning. You were just going to feast on the abundance of this house. And I've been so encouraged by that verse. Because God says, come feast on the abundance of my house. And this isn't like name it, claim it stuff, okay? This is... I'm a big God, and I've got my kids, and I'm a provider. I'm really huge, and I have you. It says you gave them drink from your river of delight. So let me remind you 
what God has done for us so far. So could you just look around again for a minute? Just look around at some of the plants and some of the trees. And again, I've been really getting into gardening and stuff. And I'm starting to realize like how ridiculous some of the different things that are on this property are. Like you start to look around and go to nurseries and find out how much different things are. Like the beauty of what this whole property is and everything. Okay, so now that you have that in mind, I want to remind you of a couple of places we were looking at before we purchased this place, okay? So there was two and a half acres of dirt on Jericho Turnpike. And we were looking at that, like we could, you know, maybe get these two and a half acres. Well, we're sitting here on almost five acres with all this crazy stuff. The pile of dirt in Smithtown, the two and a half acres, was going to be $1.8 million. On Southern Boulevard, we looked at another pile of uncleared land on just under two acres, and that was going to be $1.3 million. Guys, we got all of this for $1.55 million out of the eight towns we could have gone to when we went portable after we outgrew the other church, we ended up in Hoppock. Out of the 2,124 streets we could have gone portable on, we ended up on Hoffman Lane, 2,500 feet from the school that we now meet in. Guys, God is huge and he has this. Everybody say vision. All right, there are 7,647,286 people on Long Island. And if they would only each give us a dollar, we, no, 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 no. Uh, we, we have, listen to me, we have a lot of people to reach. We have a lot of people to reach. I think about that. Vision, how many people will get baptized here? How many kids will learn about Jesus in our kids' ministry, and our nursery? How many young people will go to the green room? How many young adults and college students will find friendship and lifelong relationships with people who love Jesus here? How many amazing things are going to happen in families? What's God going to do in, in marriages here? What's God going to do to heal the brokenhearted? People have been through trauma like we heard about tonight. People have lost loved ones like we heard about tonight in those testimonies. People who have been addicted, like we heard about in that testimony, right? What's God going to do right here in this property? Everybody say thank you. you. I actually want to thank you. I want to thank you guys for being so generous because you guys are an incredible church. As Joe mentioned earlier, what you guys bring and then also what you guys give online to the community outreach goes out there and gives hope and food and and soap and deodorant and baby wipes and diapers and baby food and formula and all that stuff to people that are in desperate need right here in our community. I thank you for being generous because you've helped us plant other churches, help other churches get started. You've helped us support missions. You've helped us do what we do every single week for all the people that we're able to impact here. Thank you so much for being such a generous church. Everybody say update. All right, so this is the fourth part. See, we're flying through tonight. I'm not lying. I'm not one of those preachers who say, I'm going to just talk brief tonight, and then it's like 1030, okay? So update tonight. Let me tell you some exciting things. First thing, the construction drawings are almost finished. Now, you guys have seen pictures up on the screens of the architectural drawings. Those are the pretty drawings, the exciting drawings. The construction drawings are like the important stuff because we hand those to a contractor, and he knows where to take that tear down and put the dirt over there and level it and pour cement here, and we're going to put up steel over there. Like, those drawings are almost done. We're real close. This Wednesday... We have a meeting with the architect, with the bank, and with the financial advisor who's been coaching us through this process, and we're going to finalize budget and hopefully some timeline and some of the scope of the project. So guys, we're really getting somewhere. I know it feels like a long time ago, 
How many of you guys are with us since we sold the old building? Just raise your hand real quick. Okay, so for those of you who rose your hand, which how cool is it that like at least half of you are new to us since then? That's really exciting. But for everybody that raised your hand right then, it feels like a long time ago that we left that building. And I just want to let you know, we're getting there. We're actually getting there. God's moving the pieces, and we're getting closer. Uh, the bank was thrilled with our finances. I just want to celebrate that uh, getting through the pandemic, 2021 till today, they're like, we are so pleased with where you guys are financially. Why am I mentioning a bank when we're praying that God will provide every penny we need? Well, the bank is there as an option, but our prayer is that we'd be able to raise all this money. The bank just kind of helps us get moving because we can get started sooner with a bank behind us than if we're waiting for to have all the cash in hand. So if you can pray with me that God would just blow us away and amaze us by providing all that we need so we don't need a loan because we could do so much more to impact our community if we are not strapped to any debt. And so pray with us, pray with us, pray with us. We prayed that God would give us a property that when people came on, they would be blown away and know that God did this. And that's what everybody says. They come on this property, they're like, I feel the peace of God and the presence of God here. Like, what a gift, okay? So we believe that God can do the same for us with not having to take a loan, and we're praying for that. Everybody say opportunity. Are you ready for this? 173 families and individuals have given toward this building project, 173. And you guys have given $1,063,810.45. Can you guys give it up for yourselves? That's absolutely incredible. Now we have more than that in our savings right now. We have $1,402,720. Why is that? Because Pastor Bravone is a really good saver and he threatens the staff whenever we try to spend anything. No, I'm just kidding about that, kinda. But no, he's really, really, all the staff's nodding. Guys, knock that off, it was a joke, right? No, he's really good. Like any money that comes in extra, anything that's above the line, man, is going right into that building fund and he's a really gifted saver. And so, man, we're in a good place. And on top of that, over the last year, we've been paying rent there, mortgage here, architects monthly, and we've completely paid off the architects at this point. So not only have we paid all that off, we still have a million four hundred two thousand seven hundred twenty in the bank. So man, God is providing everybody. It's really exciting. Um, we really need you to pray about a few things. So the loan, please God, no loan. Secondly, we need materials to be available. Like behind you under the gazebo is a bunch of steel holding that gazebo up. And that steel, oh, thank you, Brendan. We got Vanna White back there. It's there showing that. <laughs> that steel is like literally impossible to get at this point. This past week, Kelly and I took Cade, our son, to his college registration and kind of orientation day, which is really weird to say out loud. But while we were there, I noticed this building being built on his college campus, and there's all this steel. And I took a picture of it, and I sent it to our staff and said, guys, if we come at night and we steal one piece at a time, it'll take them a while to notice what's going on, right? So we really need steel to become available and the price of materials just to drop. But I want to encourage you guys, we were on our prayer drive this past week out in the community, and as we pulled up to the glorious establishment of Chick-fil-A to eat lunch, um, Andrew said, I want to share something. While we were praying, he said, I can't claim this is like from God or some like prophetic vision. He said, but as we were praying, 
He's like, I just, it's like I saw this image in my mind of this little like storehouse that has all the things we need for the project, you know, whether that's literal or a spiritual storehouse where God is going to provide the things we need at the time we need it. Man, we're believing that God is going to do some exciting things here. So I just hope that you're encouraged tonight. And you know, like I said, some of you guys, man, it's, it's not about the building for you tonight. You don't really care about the building. You care about the property. You're hurting. You are in need. You came desperate tonight. You came because you need Jesus tonight. And I just want to remind you that he's huge and he has this for that thing too. It's not just about a building. A building is only there to help us reach people, right? And so we know that a huge God has this and he has you. And that thing that's maybe keeping you up at night, that thing you're trying to heal from, that thing you're working through, he's such a good God to us. Again, you heard it in those baptism testimonies tonight. We heard it all day. People talking about the things they've been through and the hurt they've been through, but realizing how close God was and how he carried them through and how he brought healing and strength and grace to them. And he'll do the same for you. And so it is out of our control when we get here. But listen, it's coming. It's coming. We're excited about that. It's coming. And so I just want to encourage you guys. You guys know me if you've been coming to church for a while. You've probably never heard me uh, mention the word money before. Uh, last year, literally on this patio around this time is the last time that I talked about this because I'm not one of those preacher guys that talks about money a lot. I know a lot of preachers kind of push people away because of it, so I'm not going to be that guy, all right? I would rather just trust God. He's big. He has this. I'll tell you what we need and what the opportunities are, but I'm not going to ask you or beg you for anything. Just going to say, here's what we're trying to do, and we're excited about what God's going to do. So let me thank you guys, because, you know, a lot of our night service is younger people, and I just want to say you guys have been really generous, like a ton of you guys. And I know sometimes it's like, but Doug, I can't give like $10,000 to this project. Okay, but some of you guys are giving like 10 bucks a week, like every week. You, you got that online, you know, recurring donation rolling. I just want to encourage you, that's making a difference. That's a huge blessing. Some of you guys here have given a lot. Like you just showed up at church one day and said, bam, here's the, th well, you didn't really, you weren't that flashy. <laughs> there was no bam involved at all, okay? <laughs> but you just handed a check and it was really big and it just shot that whole campaign right up. But some of us, that's not the world we're living in. We're struggling. We're, we, it's week to week. It's paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> it's allowance to allowance. It's like, you know, whatever we can have or whatever we got. And so one of the financial coaches encouraged us and said, listen, help people realize that every little thing helps and think about, think about it over a long period of time, you know? Like if none of us, maybe some of us don't have like a huge thing to give, but if you give $10 a week or $50 a week or $100 a month over the next three years, like that's gonna add up and it's gonna make a big difference. And so just encourage you guys. Again, I'm not gonna ask for anything or beg for anything. And you probably won't hear me talk about this again for many, many months or maybe another year or so. But I just know that God has some neat things to do and we want to just say, God, we trust you. You're, you're, huge, you're huge and you have this. And again, I want to speak that over your life too. And so Joe lets you guys know there's the regular offering there. There's the new building fund over there if you'd like to give either place. But again, it's really not about that. And actually, if you're here tonight and you're in financial need, we love to come alongside of you. And we love to help you and be able to provide for you. So if you're here going, man, not only do I not have anything to give, I actually can't. I don't have food tonight. Well, then please let us know. We're going to help you with that. I don't have a place to stay tonight. We're going to figure that out, right? Okay? So please know our heart in all this. God is huge. He has this. It's out of our control when we get to this property, but it's coming. If you're not a follower of Jesus, you heard some amazing testimonies tonight about people who encountered Jesus, who experienced Jesus. That one guy said, he made his presence so real to me. 
And I just want to let you know, if that's you tonight, you're unsure about God, one of the other testimonies that I don't believe got read, we talked about doubts, wrestling back and forth with doubts. And if that's you tonight, I want to encourage you to take a step toward Jesus. Say, Jesus, would you show me how real you are? He loves you. He died on the cross for you. He rose again, and he wants a relationship with you. God is huge, and he has this. He has that, and he has you. Let's pray. So God, here we are just needy tonight. God, coming to you, thankful that you're faithful. Thank you that you are big, that you're strong. Thank you, God, for all that has happened and the generosity of this church, God. What an incredible thing it is to, to watch your people come and say, here's what I got. Here's what I can sacrifice. Here's what I can give. Lord, it's been so much fun to see. And we thank you that you have us. We thank you that you're huge. And we thank you for all those baptized today, that you made an impact on every one of their lives. And I pray that their stories would impact us tonight. If you're a follower of Jesus, I just want to encourage you. Pray with me now about a couple needs we have. So God, we ask that we won't have to take a loan, God. We pray that steel and all the things that we need will be available at the time we need it. We pray, God, that the permitting and all that stuff will go through and the neighbors will be thrilled to have us here. God, we pray that Jesus, you will allow all the money to be raised and all of the amazing things to fall into place so that we can reach people for you. Those seven million some odd people that need Jesus. Oh Lord, our heart is to reach them. That's why we're here. It's not about a building. It's not about a beautiful property. It's about you, God, a God who's huge and has us. I encourage you now, if you're a follower of Jesus, would you just bring that thing to Jesus that has, has you stressed, has you worried, that thing that's out of your control that you just need to surrender to a big God who has you? And if you're not a follower of Jesus and you want to ask him to be your savior tonight, you can pray with me now. Just say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for wanting to know me and me to know you. God, I pray you show me how real you are. And I thank you for this gift of salvation in your name.